0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
1: Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James as he takes a day off. Message lines always open. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307 seven seventy one three. Zero seven seventy-one three zero seven. Somebody texted me and said, You've done three shows in twenty four hours. I have. I did my show last night in St. Louis. I did mornings to this morning in St. Louis and here I am. Whoop whoop. <laughs> A woman Hear Me roar? That's right. hey, the things
2: we do for radio, right?
1: I'm telling you, I don't have to. The I love but I enjoy this. We love
2: all of our listeners. So that's you know the show's sheer
1: dedication, y'all. We absolutely do, and it's a privilege to be here, and uh, it's always fun. I have a good time with y'all, and when I'm done, I'm going to you know, have a pizza and watch football. <laughs> and you can just accuse me of being all kinds of things like, oh, you're going along with the woke. I, I get it, but I mean, my gosh, if I never bought a product that wasn't created by some woke company. I mean, I try my best, guys. I do. I try to buy things that are made in America. I try to patronize businesses I know have my values. I get it, but I mean, there's only so much of it you can do for heaven's sake. Right, and then you just say, "Well, I want to watch a football game," <laughs> and when mm-hmm. I got away from it, I kind of felt bad because I missed it. And I don't watch that much of it because I have ch- church on Sundays, and I also do my show on Sunday, so I don't watch a lot of it. And I'm not going to pay the NFL package is another thing. We've talked about packages and streaming, and I mean, you can get the NFL package right and watch every game. All I don't have time for that nonsense. Who has time for all those games? So, and, and who is thinking- it? Who
2: can? Honestly, truthfully, I can afford $243 to watch football.
1: Is that what it costs for the season?
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Wow. Well, here's the thing, though. If that's your deal, like I said, my mom's not in great health. By the grace of God, she's still with us. I'm grateful for that. But they have several streaming services. I'm not even sure what, which, all of which they have. I know they have Amazon Prime and Netflix and a few others. But that's what she watches because she can really not leave the house very much anymore, right? So that's it. That's all she does. Whereas if my husband and I try to sit down and watch something, even on Amazon Prime, I go click, click, click. I find myself scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. No, 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 no. Okay, I give up. I pick up a book. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't buy anything I want to see. So... And another thing, and one of the texters mentioned this, and this is really important because this has been a frustration a lot of people have had when it comes to cutting the cable, is the idea that you can't choose what you want to watch. You know, like a lot of people would say, okay, give me ESPN, give me Disney, right? Maybe HGTV, but I don't want Showtime. I wouldn't have that in my house if I had kids. Uh, I don't want some of these other things to be on in my house. So... They won't let you do that. They don't let you pick and choose. They cram these other shows down your throat that you don't want. And so I think that's the reason a lot of people have cut the cord. You know, but who knows? So the Iowa caucus is tonight. Big deal. It's freezing up there. A lot of people are doing the you know the photo opt. Seen uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and some other people up there standing in the snow. But you know they're expecting huge crowds to come out for Trump because they love. It. And remember. That in Iowa, and I'm not saying anything negative about them at all, the truth is, what do they have? This is their big show, okay? The Iowa State Fair, I guess, is a big deal, too. But this is their big show. This is when the people of Iowa are on the national stage. Everyone's paying attention to them. Tomorrow they won't, but they're paying attention to them today. This happens every four years. So, of course, they get involved in it. Have you ever gone to a caucus, Brandon? No. kind of I personally... I went once I didn't like it because you sit in a room and uh, you have to you know it's a pretty depending on where you are what state you're in and whatnot you have your precinct or whatever that group is that mm-hmm. they put you in and then they break it down from precinct to another group and it wound up being when I was in the room like I don't know 20 people and and I just I guess because I do this for a living I don't want to sit around and argue politics with people on my day off
2: sorry no <laughs> I, that's, know. that's not what I want to do
1: Right. But that's what the whole caucus idea is, that you, you know, you make your case for in this case for Nikki or for Ron or for Viveka, please, or Trump, and you make your case and this and that and everybody votes. But I and I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I think it's great to you know, know what your neighbors are thinking about. I get all that. But I just I went the one time and I found it confusing. It wasn't run very well. And I thought, no, I don't want to sit in a room and discuss this. I know who I'm voting for. And that's how i felt about it but you know some people are into the caucus thing they like the you know getting in and arguing is anybody's mind going to be changed at this point does anybody in iowa not know who they're voting for
2: i highly doubt it i think they all know who they're going to vote for
1: right you're looking at the polls here trump's at 52 percent haley's at 18 desantis at 15. i'm really hoping desantis comes in second i know everybody in the upstate and the carolinas in general probably feel the same way about haley i know y'all don't like her and like I said, I, I was laughing. Tara was just tearing into her the other day after the thing on CNN. It was great.
2: <laughs> Tara tells her oh, how girl. it is, though. That's, she's, that's one thing I love about her. She is awesome. When right. she talks and she tells you how it is, she's going to let you know, uh, no, this is really how it is. And, you know, I, I, you know, and people say it's kind of weird listening to people who like love talk, news talk and stuff. No, she is awesome to talk. If, if anybody gets a chance to listen to her podcast, y'all will love it. She is fantastic
1: yeah i love tara i mean she's just a great girl she works very hard and she's terrific but it was just fun to because that's the thing when you're a local host you can't you know bs a local host she knows the history yep. it's like i had to deal with harry reid for decades don't lie to me i know who we're dealing with here right and that's how Tara is when it comes to nikki haley you know she she understands she's remembering all of her lies that nikki thinks she can get away with um, you know obviously um, but yeah it's it's just fun but that's the thing about and you when you won't come on a local radio show with the local hosts and talk to them how do you expect to appeal to the people in the state Yep. you know especially the voice of the Carolinas you can't be bothered to come on here and talk to Tara or Charlie or Bill you can't do it why what are you so afraid of you know what they're terrified about I'll tell you what they're terrified they're terrified of live radio
2: in opposition
1: well, they're terrified. I mean, and Tara wouldn't be rude. She would just ask her questions. They don't, they can't answer them. That's the problem. They're terrified of saying something that they can't say. Oh, it was taken out of context or, oh, that was edited or no, no. You just really don't know what you'd know from Monday to Tuesday. You change your mind. Yep. That's all.
2: We but, in radio, we have like run, Tara will even tell you, she has a rundown of what she's going to talk about. And she does her homework like her and Charlie and Bill, they are incredible the amount of homework they can do. So they yeah. know. they. If You tell them something, pop, they got it right away. They know exactly what to go against because they know their stuff. And I, I I applaud them. I'm like, gosh, you guys have such great dedication. I wish I could be that dedicated to it. But, I mean, well, you, you're right. People are scared of do. live radio too because they, they're going to say, um, mm, uh, mm, um, um, um. That's letting them know that they, A, they don't trust what they're going to say. Or they have a gist of it, but they don't truly understand what they're going to say. And they're scared of it. And look, radio is scared. My best friend, Jacob, has said, "How do you get nervous going on the air? Absolutely. I get nervous going on the air. We all do. <laughs> but then when it comes on, we're literally, it's like we're having a conversation with two people. We're having conversations as friends. Right. Heidi and That's I are true. really good friends to each other. We talk. Heidi, y'all, she checked on me after having a heart attack and surgery. She has always been there. She's a great person. So, this literally is like me talking to my best friend. I'm her and I are having a great conversation. That yes, there's a lot of people who listen, but that's all you have to treat it as is you're having a conversation with your friends. That's yeah. that's how best best way we can describe to you. Don't be nervous coming on the radio because, you know, there's no way you can mess things up. There's the only way you do it is if you don't know what you're saying.
1: Well, that's true. And if you're gonna lie. And in yes. the case of Donald Trump, for example, I've interviewed Donald Trump twice. And both times I interviewed him, do you think anybody asked me ahead of time what I was gonna ask him? No, they no. did not. I picked up the phone. Donald Trump was there. That's it, Mm -hmm. and and that and but people who are terrified. And I've interviewed politicians who bring in all kinds of notes. Not going to mention any names. Bring in all kinds of notes and things. I've interviewed politicians who are very cautious. Some who are happy to talk to you. Some who come in with an entourage. Some who don't. And uh, you know, it's interesting. But some of the ones that they can't answer. And I'm not trying to be adversarial and, and try to you know do gotcha questions. But they work for us, and they forget that. And Nikki Haley wants to work for us again, and she doesn't want to be accountable. And that's why people are just like, you know what? I mean, Trump's being interviewed on talk shows all day long. All the time he's talking to people. He's willing to talk, but not Nikki. It's got to be very uh, controlled. And a lot
2: of of the politics have to have... You know, um, there are some politics and even there are some like sports um, people that they have to have what you're going to talk to them about sent to them a day before. So they get an idea of what they're going to yeah. talk about. They just because they don't want to talk about anything else. They're scared to talk about other stuff. And, you well, know, yeah, that's I've had pe- I've had people say, why would you be fr- afraid to do what you do for a living? And And it really is a big head scratcher.
1: Well, yeah, it is true. Now, if I go on somebody else's show, like I've got a friend who has me go on his L.A. show with him fairly often. He's a great guy. And I'll just say, what are we talking about? Let me just get up to speed on it just to make sure if it's politics or if it's a personal opinion, I don't need to get up to speed on it. But if it's some political thing that I'm not familiar with, I'll ask him. just get, tell me what we're talking about. Okay, we'll talk. Okay, great. And, you know, maybe something I'm interested in may not be something I'm interested in, but we'll talk about it anyway because it's his show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but when politicians are so cautious and afraid that they're not going to be able to answer the question, I mean, these people work for us. And that's what everybody forgets. And that's what's very important. All right. Quick break. Coming back. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is open. Seventy one three zero seven seventy one three zero seven.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm laughing at President Trump. Obviously, Iowa caucus is tonight. We all know that. Everybody's going to be freezing their parts off up there. Donald Trump in a rally today. He said, get out to the caucus, even if you're sick as a dog. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. <laughs> okay. You know, you can. <laughs> the things they say. The things they say. The things that President Trump says. are. Right, you know what? Listen, this is really the big kickoff of the uh Obviously, the election season, and we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, it's it's sad that I don't know. I I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis, and I I don't know what's going to happen if uh, Trump ultimately gets the nomination, which I can't imagine anything stopping him at this point. Let's try to throw him in jail
2: uh, or all those. But, what do they call them? The how the Colorado State and Maine have tried to remove him off the ballot or whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, can we just talk about that? That is so crazy. He's not been convi- – you may not like him, all right? I know there are people who don't. But this is a man who's not been convicted of anything that they're trying to say he's done.
2: Yeah. He has
1: not done anything that regar- regarding insurrection at all. And, and even if they had accused him of that, he's not been convicted of that, and they just go in and arbitrarily decide to take him off the ballot, that's not going to work. How does that work? How is that democracy? You know, my attitude about it is if, if you don't like it, then just work really hard to make sure your candidate beats him. Yep. All right. That's been the craziest thing about Trump. You may not. He, listen, he wasn't my first choice in 2016. He was not my first choice. I'm more of a Ted Cruz kind of person. But when Trump became the nominee, there you go. It was it was him or her. These were your options. You didn't have 14 options. You had Trump or Hillary. That was it. And so I chose him, of course, and I think he did, in a lot of ways, a very good job for America. He didn't do everything he said he was going to. Nobody does. Aren't you glad? No, think about that. Aren't you glad that every politician does not do what he or she really wants to do? Because if your side's not in office, you don't want that person doing everything they say they're going to do. Now, some of that's prevented by, obviously, the... uh, you know, a difference of powers and checks and balances. Yes. Thank God for that. Right. But there are things that I would like to have seen him do that possibly he could do, um, you know, if he were to get back in again. I don't know. I don't know. But the idea that you're going to try to stop him by trying to keep him in court all the time and constantly suing him and accusing him of all these. I mean, just, you know what, just go ahead, fight fair. But the left doesn't fight fair.
2: Nope. They want to try everything they can to prevent you know, like what right. is and what has Biden said several times? We're going to do everything in our powers to prevent Trump from becoming president again. Really? What is that? What is in your power? You, you just want to say, all right, tell everybody to remove him off the ballot because we don't want to have that. They're scared is really what it is, is they're scared. The left is scared yeah, of what he is going to be able to do or what he could do to make America, quote, great again. You know, there are things he did great when he was president and there are things he did not so great when he was president. But. Right. You know it is called a democracy you do vote you do have to have your fair share there's a republic
1: it's a republic it's a republic don't be
2: scared of what could happen you know you may not have always gotten everything you wanted but you know what nobody has gotten what they have wanted
1: as a president it's
2: this is not this is not Burger king where you have it your way you know this what this is is it's a country (laughs) that all votes everybody is divided and have their own rights beliefs and that kind of stuff just go with it. Don't be like you know what I'm gonna make it my way or or the highway. That's not how it works.
1: No, listen. If I if I I would buy a Burger King sandwich if they could hire somebody who could sing, uh, and actually sing in key, uh, which they don't in those ads. Every time I hear them, my my uh, ears uh, go crazy. Yeah, uh, saw a story the other day about they're all freaking out on the left here about the pastors who support Trump and I don't you know I don't necessarily think pastors should take positions about that in most cases my pastor doesn't talk about politics I'm not saying you shouldn't talk about culture and things like that because I think that's very very important but they're all freaking out about pastors now let's not forget a few years back Nancy Pelosi got up and was talking about immigration And she was saying that she wanted to see pastors from the pulpit talk about that. Whoa, hang on a second. I thought she wanted pastors to be quiet. She certainly wanted pastors to be quiet about Trump or abortion or anything else. But all of a sudden, when it was something she wanted to push, she wanted pastors to talk about that. So, you know, a lot and some churches get political and they lose people as a result. Some Mm -hmm. churches are not necessarily political. To me, it's not about politics. It's about culture. And no matter who you're going to have in the White House, our culture's rotten. And that's what I try to focus on because that is far more concerning than uh, who the next president's going to be. All right, take a quick break. Come back. Common Sense Retirement Planning text lines always open, 71 Seventy-one three zero seven. Seventy-one three zero seven. 71 I know you're dancing. I'm Heidi Harris. Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. Coming right back. good afternoon always a privilege sitting in for Charlie James by the way I want to give you a cautionary piece of news if you are a pet owner my friend's son has one of those nerf uh, What's what is it nerf bullet gun things whatever the Nerf, nerf guns. guns the pellet guns, okay. or whatever. yeah it has the bullets the little bullets to come with it that are little nerf bullets all right oh. and she has warned her son in the past about that because the uh, bullet the cat threw up one of the bullets a while back the nerf bullets oh no yeah and so she said to her son listen buddy you better be sure that the cat doesn't eat any of these because it's very expensive to try to be able to save the cat if the cats were to, you know a cat were to get this so i looked it up and i had no idea it's a pretty common thing if you like googled cats eating uh, nerf bullets or pets in general it's pretty common that animals eat them i don't know why but here's the scary thing that I did not know. It turned out the cat started having problems, so they took the cat to the vet. They're probably going to have to do exploratory surgery, which, of course, is not cheap. But what's interesting to me is, and this makes sense, when they do an X-ray on your cat or dog that eats a Nerf uh, bullet, mm-hmm. guess what? It doesn't show up on the X-ray because it's a Nerf bullet.
2: Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. So now they've got to go in. And they've got to do an exploratory surgery. I'm sure they'll be able to save the cat, but it's probably going to be pricey. But just a cautionary tale, folks, for anybody who's got pets that that, you don't think about that, the things they'll eat. I've had dogs eat weird things, and uh, obviously they get a hold of things they try to. My, My Pula, when he was nine months old, he was as tall as the what do you call it? the kitchen island there mm-hmm. and we were preparing thanksgiving dinner and my husband my mom's husband turned around and he said where's the turkey oh no oh yes oh yes sir he took the entire turkey oh, no. off the counter <laughs> here's a great thing took it off the counter but luckily it was still wrapped okay so that's the good thing yeah. took it off the counter quietly nobody even heard him do it carried it through the doggy door out to the backyard and i looked out the, the kitchen window and i went oh yeah the turkey's out there <laughs> oh no yeah so luckily we, he's not he didn't do that anymore he was <laughs> eight nine months old when thanksgiving his first thanksgiving so has <laughs>
2: done something similar so one night cassie and i well every night um like the day we'll talk about what we're gonna have the next day for dinner so what we'll do in the morning is we'll take the like chicken or whatever and let it thaw out the whole day well we didn't think clearly about what stella could do and we put Four pieces of chicken on a plate and let it thaw out. Yeah. And we went outside and Stella didn't come out with us. And we came back and there was one piece of chicken left. <laughs> Stella had eaten three raw pieces of chicken. We're thinking that's going to hurt her belly. She's going to be sick and miserable. She had diarrhea she for was. a day, but she was fine. But we're like, yeah, from that well, point on. Here's the difference.
1: <laughs> I, did, I did not know this. And, and, but the, there are people who believe in a raw diet. I'm not making any recommendations. I'm not a veterinarian, okay? So yeah. just stay with me here. There are people who believe in feeding their dogs raw meat. Okay. Some people do. And I've seen other people say, no, you don't want to do that. Could have salmonella. I don't know. I mean, but here's the interesting thing that I did not know that probably everybody in the word audience knows. By the way, you can text me if you think I'm an idiot here. 71307, 71307, Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line. When they get a hold of raw meat, because that's what they eat in the wild, right? Coyotes, yep. wolves, and nobody it's different. It's the cooked meat. Where the bone splinters. I can believe mm. that. I I well I I didn't know that till recently. So tells you tells you what. But just a cautionary tale, folks. Another thing I want to quickly mention. and We're going to get back to uh, some of this uh, Iowa crazy stuff. Yesterday I was at the dog park. Not even the dog park. The regular park where I walk my dog. And this has happened to me a million times. And I want to send it out there for anybody who's got pets. You walk your dog. You have to have a stun gun flashlight at the very least you want to bring a gun that's up to you but stun gun flashlight you can get them anywhere they're cheap you have to have one and I I will tell you why just yesterday again walking in the park I see some people with dogs they're off leash and little dogs mostly one started to come over and I said hey get a hold of your dog well then I'm coming over here to my poodle not that he could hurt my poodle but I don't want a dog fight I said no get get your dog so he went back to his owners and then out of nowhere another dog I didn't even see about 40 pounds comes barreling toward my 75-pound poodle. Now, can my poodle take him in a fight? Probably, but that's not the point. Who wants a fight, yeah, right? Yeah, nobody does. So I pulled out my stun gun flashlight, and I went zap, and it, and it didn't hit the dog. I don't stun the dog, but it was that, 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 it sounds like firecrackers. Yeah. And that dog, I wish I would give anything to have had it on video. That dog came barreling over and got about 10 feet away, and went whoop, and did a U-turn.
2: <laughs> I was like, how about no?
1: Yes, uh, I'm going to rethink that. I'm going to rethink that one. But it was, this thing works. I'm not saying it's 100%. If you're, you know, maybe some dog might not care, but I have never had a dog yet that tried to come over that wasn't deterred by this. Because remember, the sound of a stun gun to a dog, it sounds like firecrackers, much yep, louder than in animals our Animals hate ears, firecrackers. Right? Well, exactly right. That's the whole point. So just, I'm just, please, folks, they're cheap. You can get them on Amazon a lot of gun stores sell them gun shows you can usually buy them get yourself a stun gun flashlight forget the stick if you're walking your dog because what you don't want to have is them get to your dog texture you, you have a 75 pound poodle yes I do he's a standard poodle 75 pounds he's the best dog ever so anyway I just want to help people out and you know and I just ugh, I can't tell you how many times I've given that warning All right. So we've got more DEI. I get lost. DEI stuff coming out. That's diversity, equity, and inclusion. You understand? You probably saw this story. Uh, The Johns Hopkins Medical Faculty Dean has apologized after a DEI officer sent a woke hit list email labeling all white people, Christians, men, and English speakers as privileged. Wait, huh? Yeah. Okay. You're all privileged. This of course is this, you know, this is a black woman who thinks everybody else is her enemy. And once again, an insult to black women I know who are professionals who don't behave like this and don't think like this and got there on their qualifications. (laughs) There you go. But this woman apparently, her name is Sherita Hill Golden, was part of what they call the Monthly Diversity Digest and she put some information out there and she said that privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Okay, I'm gonna skip the rest of the description. But among those people who are privileged, white people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people, is that straight people? When they say cisgender, it is, right? I think, okay, so you have an advantage if you're cisgender, okay. Males, Christians, middle or owning class people middle-aged people, English-speaking people. She says privilege is, is characteristically invisible to people who have it. People in dominant groups often believe they have earned the privileges they enjoy or that everyone could have access to these privileges if only they worked to earn them. Huh? I am still looking for my white privilege. Can I just say, somebody please tell me where it is. I, I'm, not, I'm privileged to be born in America. I'm privileged to be born to parents who are married. There's a thought. That's so rare nowadays. But as far as everything I've achieved professionally, I started doing this in the middle of the night for free. And I was worth every dime, I want you to know. But this nonsense of everybody's privilege, you automatically get a, a leg up in life. Really? Because you're white, Chris, wait, let me, white Christian, able-bodied, heterosexual, uh, and I own something, which I had to work to buy. Okay. Middle-aged people also have an advantage. What's that advantage? (laughs) Have you met arthritis?
2: (laughs) The amount of people who say that there's all this, quote, privilege. No, I can guarantee you majority of the people have had to work their rear ends off to get where they are. And they're still working their rear ends off to get where they are.
1: Everybody is right now. That's the whole thing. Everybody I know. Is paddling as fast as they can, like a dog that just fell in the pool, just trying to keep their head above water mm-hmm. because of the Biden prices. Every, I mean, I went to the store the other day. My husband works the app like a boss, the grocery store app. I don't deal with the app because I don't want them, you know, Big Brother watching what I eat, so I don't use the app. But he does. And I went and I bought French bread, okay, some cooked chicken because I was in a hurry, and a couple of things that Diet Pepsi and one other, oh, some and some printer paper knowing I was going to be doing the show today. And it was like $24. And, and I'm thinking, how, how do you feed? I, I, I didn't buy, uh, you know, I wasn't buying milk and eggs and all those kinds of things, which, you know, those prices are crazy now. I don't know how you feed a family.
2: It's hard. I,
1: I mean, it is hard. I have I mean, a friend. you know, who I, was, I have three kids. Yeah, you have, and yeah, you have three expensive. kids. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine the other day who's got three kids like you do, and this guy makes six figures. He said, I don't know how... He said, it's really, really hard. And he doesn't live large, doesn't have a new car, none of that, but he just trying to pay for the things that kids want to do, the sports or whatever, just normal things. His wife is a stay home mom, and it's just really hard. Then you've got medical bills. His wife was just diagnosed with cancer, so Mm. that's going to be an issue. And, and, you know, and he made a really good point. He said, insurance works if you're poor, because then you get it for free, or if you're really, really rich and then you don't care. But if you're in the middle, the middle class, he said insurance does not work for the middle class. And it's so true. But everybody I know is just paddling as fast as they can to keep up. But the truth is, when it comes to privilege, no matter where you came from, America is an incredible country because you can make your life better. There are a lot of countries in the world that if you're born in a certain class or whatnot or you come from a certain neighborhood, you are never going to be anything other than that particular group right mm-hmm. in America you can come from anywhere and make something of your life if you make good decisions if you learn to, to put off gratification wait till you're married to have kids uh, don't get you know get an addiction to something I mean there are so many things that just make it easier to get through life and if you don't do those things and you're not responsible I don't know what else to tell you texture my wife and I put 58 pounds of ground deer burger in the freezer that's how we're making it right exactly you know people who are hunters you know i mean it, it's just it's it's tough out there for people normal people i'm just a normal person i see what people go through mm-hmm. you know and uh, you're trying to feed three kids brandon so you know when you've had your health issues and that's what i'm talking about you know this where's this where's your white privilege brandon i'd love to know you had a major heart attack last year barely survived it we've talked about it on the air so i'm not telling secrets here Um, And you're raising three kids. Your wife's working. I mean, you guys are doing everything you can. Where's your white privilege? Have you seen it lately?
2: (laughs) No, but if anybody's seen it, please pass it my way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? These people, there are people, honestly, who get up in the morning and all they do is just have a negative attitude and think everyone's out to get them. I have a a dear friend who's a talk show host, a, a black guy from New York talk show host big liberal I met him at a radio convention and we just hit it off right away now you might think well you don't agree on politics so what I like the guy and but he used to put all kinds of things every morning when I was working morning drive so I'd be up you know 2 3 in the morning and I would see him posting at 6 a.m. in New York about something about Trump and something about Trump and something about Trump and I thought to myself I said to him do you really wake up every single morning mad that Trump's president and he said yes I don't understand that. I didn't wake up every morning because I'm uh, mad because Biden's president. I mean, I'm not happy about it. I want him out of there, but I'm not gonna let that ruin my happiness. No. Or Obama or anybody else, if God forbid Biden gets back in, or somebody else. I mean, I'm not going to let it ruin my happiness. And this guy would get up every morning just mad that Trump was, you know, in office. I'm thinking, wow, that's a sad, sad place to live, buddy.
2: Don't dwell on things like that, you know, it's not, what What benefit are you going to get thinking about, oh, my God, I can't believe X, Y, Z is this, X, Y, Z is that. Right. That's not healthy, first off, and you don't want to end up with major heart issues like, uh, hello, me, because, you know, that kind of stuff's going to gonna happen for you if you continue right. focusing on i can't believe xyz is president or such and such and such. you know well, it's not that's right.
1: exactly it that's it's, it's it's not like you have to pay attention obviously we pay attention and we want to see changes happening but this idea that you're going to let that ruin your happiness or stress you out to the point that you can't enjoy your life because somebody's in charge that you don't like Crazy land. We'll get to the text line coming up. Some great texts coming in. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is open. 71307 71307. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James on this Martin Luther King Day. Good afternoon, always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. I'm here till seven o'clock. Texter, anyone who thinks that owning things is a privilege and hard work gets you nothing has never worked hard to own anything. Right. And listen, the fact that you work hard doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be rich, but at least at the end of the day, you can say to yourself, I've done my, I've conducted myself honorably. Because there's honor. I don't care what you're doing for a living, there's honor in work. And there's dishonor in taking a check and not working, period. Texter, white privilege? Arguing whether it exists or not is like arguing if there are unicorns or not. It's simply a Marxist tactic to divide us exactly. Texter, who had the deer in the freezer, said, Even venison isn't free. Have you seen the price of ammo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a couple of years back, I went to the airport and somehow they pulled my purse aside and they said, Ma'am, you've got a nine millimeter round in your purse. And I said, What? I said, It might be a 38. Because I, I, I guess I'd been shooting and one fell in my purse or something, and and I, I said, well, "You're not going to take it, are you?" He said, "Yes." <laughs> he, said, he said, "You're not in trouble, but you can't take it on the plane." <laughs> A little tiny, how do they? A little tiny bullet. They found it right away. I didn't plan on trying to smuggle it on the plane. That wasn't my plan. But kind of funny stuff. We're talking about health insurance and how it doesn't work for most people. just said exactly. Heidi, my husband had to go to the emergency room. We pay nine hundred a month for our insurance through his work, and we still owe the hospital and the doctor three thousand dollars because we're not poor, but yet we're not rich. Well, the next time, speak Spanish. You don't even know what my bill was when I—I I know, I know I've told you guys. Maybe you heard me talk about it since I've, this has happened when my husband and I were traveling across the country, and I wound up in an emergency room and. Texas for four hours. My bill is twenty three thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> I got you beat. Guess how much my heart surgery was. What two hundred ninety two thousand three hundred sixteen dollars mm-hmm. and twenty seven cents.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, that was surgery. I was only in the ER for four hours. I but wasn't doing major stuff like you. But still, we had it. we you know,
2: we had to we had to apply for financial assistance three times. The third time wow. they were gonna try and say you make too much. So I literally messaged them and went into the office. Like went off. I'm like, explain to me how I make too much money between. Me and my wife and our three kids—we make less than thirty-six. How are we making too much? Oh, you're not making that. You're not making this. And I go, no. I've hardly oh. worked since I've had my since I had my surgery. How? And they said, oh, well, you're approved. So they wrote off the remaining twenty-seven hundred dollars that we had to pay.
1: Oh wow. Well, meanwhile, don't you go to California, where illegal aliens could get all their medical care now for free, that would have been a better way to go. I'm Heidi Harris. In for Charlie James, coming right back.